Welcome travelers from the winding trails. Lay a weary head with a pint of ale. Take your time, you've accomplished your quest. Lean back in a chair, enjoy the song of rest. Aww. Yay, Timothy. So lovely. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Hello, travelers, and welcome to the Song of Rest, a place where our heroes and the deities that guide them gather to share a behind-the-scenes and behind-the-screens look at the unfolding adventures in Archipeldia. Gathered before us is the Dungeon Master, Aaron Rollins, and his band of players, Dustin Bleschmidt, Janelle Wilkie, and Chad Stafford. But I'll let them do the talking, and I'll get back to playing. Uh, I am Dustin Bleschmidt. I play Sherman Jeopard on the podcast. This over here on my metaphysical left is somebody else introduce themselves real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we coordinated very well. Janelle, who plays Flower Crowd. And then uh, over over here is uh, Chad. I'm Chad Stafford and... Uh, don't tell, don't tell the bird bard, but I'm pretty sure I, I play him from like another parallel universe or something. You are like going that. to trigger an existential crisis. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do not yeah, tell be, him. Keep your, yeah, keep don't, I don't, I think that, I think, I think that bird might just, you know, poof into a, a feathery explosion. So <laughs> oh, might he not will molt so much. hard. Oh, I don't know about you, but I think Sherman plays me in my real life. And when <laughs> I go to work, it's him trying to make it seem like he knows what he's doing. That's funny. My name is Aaron Rollins. I am the game master uh, that is trying to prevent my players from giving me other uh, <laughs> names. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But to quickly change the subject, uh, so what you're saying, (laughs) Dustin, about your about Sherman playing as you, um, it made me think about when because you know I've been I've been playing tabletop RPGs, uh, boy, since since uh, middle school essentially, and uh, I you know when I when I was having a hard time like in life in school in just everything going through all of the torturous things that you have to deal with as a child it was kind of crazy how often i would actually think about my characters that i played in in role-playing games as like a way to cope with those things like i was a hero on the tabletop or this character i I never really like identified myself as them but like thinking that i could use their strengths and their you know, adventures and stuff like that to essentially make me think, or um, I don't know, I don't know, how would you say it, to not have to focus on your own life so much, you know, to like... A bit of escapism there? Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a big thing for gamers of all types. Uh, Like, in school, I helped run uh, a video game development club. So, yeah, we had a lot of that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and and on that point, I think, like, everybody always says, like, no matter what you try, a part of yourself is going to end up in your character. But I also like to think that maybe a part of your character ends up part of yourself. Oh, yeah. I can't get over the story. Or what was it? The story arc? Yes. Oh yeah. Story arc. Well, help. I know that tickled Dustin's pun bone. Oh yeah. To to go back on that, and Janelle, maybe you uh, haven't hadn't. I yeah, because I don't think when that conversation was happening, it went literally 
like a year or or more ago. Oh. We were we were dancing around what we would call the tavern, and we we had a lot of amazing names. Like with Dustin, Chad, and I were just bouncing around on what we would call it, and uh, I think one of the names that I I I, I personally liked was the Planner Hops. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Love that. But uh, yeah, this is literally the story arc, and it is the tavern at sea. So take that for what you will right now, and what's so cool. There's so much I want to say, but I don't feel like we should just because it might. I mean, depending on where this narrative goes, I don't know exactly where you're taking it, but. I know we were discussing how this place would intertwine with the story because we were also thinking about doing some animations and stuff like that uh, taking place in here, which is really cool. Yeah, because yes. the when uh, Chad was originally d- designing like the back piece of the animations, he was like, "Oh, we'll just put him in a tavern. We'll do like the story stuff like that." And then we're like, we we all came up with the idea of the tavern that's in a ship. And so he redesigned the background to actually look like that, which is fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. So yeah. And is this kind of what you'll wind up designing like the room as like you have, you have a room that you want to design as kind of like a tavern for this. Yes. Um, Well, it it may not, it may not look so much like a ship in there, but sure. uh, Still, though, I mean, we had the idea of using like monitors as some of the windows and we could totally make an animation (laughs) look like we're out at sea. It's true. It's true. Oh, man. And, you know, when when you said that we were like in a tavern, we open up to like a kind of like nice, bright space like our uh, one of the guys that's doing uh, music for us, Rory, he just tonight finished a. our tavern music, like a oh. nice light version, so I could just picture it right in there. Yeah, and the oh, synchronicities yeah. And it's so are magical. so strong. Yes, <sighs> uh, I wanted so bad when you, we were, you were when you showcased it for us tonight. Mm-hmm. To I was doing, I was like holding back, but I wanted to be like, oh, we're gonna get to use this in this episode. Yes, we'll get to use <laughs> it right here. Oh, yeah, Timothy's so you... still on the mindset. We're dead, and this is this is his <laughs> version of heaven. But the chitin kind of ruined that. <laughs> ruined yeah. that illusion. You know, every heaven's got a chitin, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I also liked uh, Aaron's visual of the tavern character, which was something uh, <laughs> we, we kind of drew up for him. That was very cool. Um, yeah, uh, you guys will learn uh, his name. Uh, next session, I, I almost dropped it, fucking it up uh, with the. That's end of this the magic one. of editing, my friends. If you don't mention it, it never happened. It never happened. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys are talking about the barkeep. I'm talking about the weird butler. Oh, Kitan. Like, what the hell is that guy? Oh, Kitan. Oh man. Yes, uh, that's the eyeball that Aaron would like in his life is to be Kitan. <laughs> <laughs> with giant fucking eye on your face. One eye. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I want to be always at work. Well, if you think back, if it, like if you go back and listen to the episode, 
He does that every time Sherman asks a question. <laughs> oh, yes. no question. That was a good. That was, I did catch that, and that was a good little trait to include. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh, geez. Uh, so there's two things that that kind of immediately come to mind. One is on the topic we were talking about earlier on how using a medium like this kind of like builds a character, but you're also putting a lot of yourself into that character. And I unfortunately didn't get into D&D until college. But what it really reminds me of is this wonderful theater show that uh, a bunch of us saw together, which I believe it's called She Kills Monsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which great. if you're into D&D, like that show was phenomenal. I, I don't know if there's like any way of seeing it online due to the state of the world as we're recording this, but um, it's definitely worth seeing. And it it really plays into the topic that we were just talking about. So um, definitely worth checking oh, out. Yeah. There's so much heart. It was great. I, I totally recommend that as well. That was that was what you came you came not knowing what you were get and you were I was completely like my expectations were blown out of the water and we I mean, we've gone and saw like big productions and stuff like that I had more emotion in this thing which was like the like one of the smaller theaters that we have here yeah and like I I was I was clapping I was laughing I cried through it like I ran the emotional gamut and I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one. Oh yeah. Oh you weren't. Yeah that that show really touched on the point of you know how people bring themselves into the world of Dungeons and Dragons and how people can actually learn more about each other by just examining you know, their story within a fantasy world, you know? Yes. So it's, it was, it was fantastic. And segueing into something else that was fantastic that I'd like to, I'd like to uh, shine a light on uh, is uh, Janelle's description of Flower Kraut's uh, cave. <laughs> yes. Cave chic. Aww. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> cave chic. <laughs> I was absolutely i was absolutely enthralled with the little mobile of bones and the <laughs> and the seaweed curtains and everything it was it was just a dream and i thought it made me think of like what is it there's they put core in front of everything now to yes, make it like a cave theme. core so cave core is now an aesthetic oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Got a little bit of like Gollum influence in there, but Flowerkraut is like she can be a fancy bitch. She's just also gross. The best kind of fancy. I love the part when you know Timothy's apologizing for the the destruction going on around them, and and he's like, "I'm, I'm really sorry about your house," and it's like one of those scenes where. The, the cliff's falling apart, but it's just the part above the cave door that collapses as yes. he's saying that. It's like, ooh. Oh, no, that was Sherman that said that. And then I just threw in, like, the gag that, like, as Sherman's saying You it, added the gag. The, yeah, more of the... Because, like, you could totally picture that. If it was, like, a cartoon, that's exactly what would happen. That is exactly what... Like, I was thinking of uh, Thor Ragnarok when they're looking upon... <laughs> Asgard. The, yes. Yeah, they're leaving Asgard, and the rock character is like, "We can rebuild. The foundation is there." Yeah. And then and it then falls it apart. Foundation's <laughs> still good. We can build once more. Oh no, it's 
it's gone. It's completely gone. <laughs> Korg yeah, is that like, is exactly what happened. Korg is the dream D&D character. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Are you laying eggs? <laughs> they look like eggs. Oh, it's not a circle. It's like a freaky circle. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I gotta, I gotta say, we're, Aaron, you are setting us up with some crazy epic foes to go up against here, and it is, it is terrifying and exciting, like, equal parts terrifying and exciting. I, I really like the idea of, like, as far as I'm kind of seeing it, is there's definitely a thematic element to each of these hags, and we've got this... We've got this fracking yeah. thing happening, and that's uh, terrifying in and of itself. But then you have this other, like, this Dark Knight character of some sort. It's Kylo Ren over here. Yes. And, and I'm like, ooh, oh, are you going to be, are you going to be Sherman's nemesis? Is that how this is going to go down? Like, Sir Lunox. And I'm start think I'm start, I'm start thinking. I am start thinking. Uh, oh, man. There's just so much. Yeah, I, I was a little bit afraid that there may have been too much going on. Because like, even even Sherman says, this is all happening too fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely, like, it was definitely one of those cutscene moments. Yeah. Yes, it this, was. What we were involved in was far bigger than us, you know, in our current state. There was just nothing we could have done about it. Oh, yeah. But having that moment where they're like, oh, there's this other person standing near you. What do you do? What do we do? We can't. Mm. Like, yeah, you did a very good job of making Flower Kraut feel powerless in a way. I And I don't mean that in a rude way. <laughs> like, she she's just like, fuck, everything is crumbling around me. Yeah. Like, and I can and all I can do is watch like in awe. Right. I mean, this is this has been Flower Kraut's life for ages, you know, and here it is all falling apart. But at the same time, you know, you here you've met these two, you know, characters on the beach. And it's just like one night, everything changed, you know, just yeah. like uh, just like your patron said to you, you know, destiny is is going to twist this this very night. Oh, and I. I... I don't know if it hit like you know that that f this hits different thing that has been going around. Like I don't know if it hit everybody differently when uh, they were talking about uh, Sir Sir Linux and the Hag were talking, but when they were talking about how everything was going according to the plan and and they talked about the fireball being sent from the merchant ship onto the pal ship. I was like, holy crap. And I was like, is Timothy having like a similar realization as like Sherman is? That we got duped? Yeah, like. Yeah, we got set up. Like mm -hmm. you, because you, if you go back to, to for no, anyone who didn't listen to the episode zero, there's some pre prologue content in that episode zero that harkens back to a lot of the co things that are talked about in this episode as well as the previous episode. Uh, but that, like, in my head, I'm thinking that had to have hit Timothy, like, really hard. Yeah. Um, it was the first thing that I thought of as soon as, like, they started talking about the ships, and I was just like, okay, well... If this person's magical, maybe they're the ones that were playing the the captain. But 
Like like uh, Sherman said, there was a lot going on in that moment. So yeah, I was feeling like the meta game very hard in that moment. I was like, would Flower Kraut run out and just like try and slap this hag or something? Be like, what the hell's going on? Like, would she? be frantic and just like trying to stop them from ruining her home. Um, but I was like, I think ultimately Flower Kraut would just like, she she is used to knowing a lot of things and th- she was hit with so many things that she did not understand. So she had to take a step back and just watch as everything was unfolding. Yeah. And just when you talk about making Flower Kraut Flowerkraut feel powerless like thinking about it as as Sherman like being sent out on his first mission uh having his ship go down not knowing what happened to his mentor it's uh it's uh, Leon Kennedy <laughs> first, first day first day on the job and uh zombie outbreak resident evil <laughs> outbreak not not only that but being like severely hurt almost the whole time while mm-hmm. it's supposed to be his duty and his job to protect others is just really he felt in that moment he's like I should be protecting them and trying to s- save this island no matter what but all I can do is sit here and breathe yeah that's a good point that is some good meta like thoughts for Sherman and I think that at at some point sometimes the best thing that you can do is just survive so you can come back in episode 3 on a fancy <laughs> boat mhm uh Aaron I have to give you kudos to making me laugh my butt off like the entire episode oh with your gosh. voices <laughs> oh, I yeah. I love the the what is it called the the boggles the, the boggles the boggles the freaking boggles make me laugh so much flowerkraut well, is well, obsessed with them you know what you've done Janelle now that you love the boggles so much i'm just going to have to keep make them making them a recurring thing <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the they're the heartless minion that keeps showing yes. up everywhere that's right they're the heartless <laughs> yes just the 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 bit where like it gets hurt and it's just like oh wow <laughs> like what wow. is what do you mean why you made us roll initiative <laughs> <laughs> it's that's almost right. like they don't feel pain they just feel confusion as to no longer having fun mm-hmm. like yes. why am i not having fun anymore they're just troublemakers and they're just having fun and then they get stabbed and get pissed off <laughs> <laughs> and Timothy in pure Timothy fashion just like dives headlong and laments his failures and then dives headlong again <laughs> I love it tell them my story <laughs> yes the tell my story part was so funny <laughs> you guys should have been like well, we've only known you for, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour. <laughs> you know, sometimes the best stories are short and sweet. He didn't <laughs> like crabs. Yeah, what is your story exactly? <laughs> this beach bird did not like crabs. That's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my seaweed wallpaper. I wasn't thrilled. <laughs> now all of the characters know each other. Um <laughs> just through the uh, circumstances as they be. But, uh, you know, I guess a lot of D&D stories begin in the tavern. 
So I wanted to kind of end the sequence with you guys waking up in the tavern, but having been through this, it kind of like leaves a little bit of a different feeling, you know, rather than... Oh my God, if you would have stopped the episode when you said everything went black, I would have been... I would have been having issues until the next (laughs) recording session. You'd be like, what? Like, it would not have been okay. Oh, man. (laughs) I would have been messaging you and be like, yo, low key, you don't have to tell me, but um, (laughs) what the... I was like, oh my god, this is gonna result in a TKP, right? Total part, no, TPK, yeah, yeah, TPK, a total party kill, uh, which Hmm. is what I thought was gonna happen if they found us or if any of us had fallen twice, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, the cliff. Good the lord. Cliff was your was your real enemy. This greatest enemy we faced. I should have just thrown down a rope when I got to the top. I didn't even think about like I don't think about the things that I have in my, you know, n- in my non-essential equipment. Mm. And here's the problem, okay, is I bought these dice specifically christened as Sherman Jeopard dice, and they fucked me all night. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? You got to show them who's boss Dustin. Yeah, you rolled two ones, didn't you? You told two ones and then a I rolled, 20. I rolled two ones in a row. Ugh. That's why Flowerkraut f- hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one on f- retaining friendship. And then, you, <laughs> and then you crit yeet her up the mountain. <laughs> you up, crit up the... Yeet me. I was like, and I landed oh, perfectly uh, on my feet. That felt like an Ace Ventura moment. Yeah. I was like, at least if I die, you're alive. <laughs> I, 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 I love the way that the dice just end up telling the story for us all because, you know, it makes sense that uh, Sherman's been through probably the worst of it of the three of you, you know? he mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And here he is trying to climb up this mountain. He gets to the top and he is, I think, Dustin, you played it so well that Sherman was just like done. He was just like, I don't know what you guys want to do up here, but I just want to lay down, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it was... It was like a definitely like a ouch. I'm pretty sure several ribs are broken. I have probably a at that point probably had a hairline fracture in my clavicle or something, you know, <laughs> like that kind of a fall. When you said Oof. when you said that I fell and I took 11 damage, Oof. that was literally the amount that I had healed up at the beginning of the episode. Oh jeez. So I was like, yeah. and we're back to five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing feels worse than being like a, a primary spellcaster when you're just out of everything and you're just oh. like, what can I do to help the situation? Like But now you know that you have cantrips that can do damage. Yes. So we're gonna get a lot of smack talk from Timothy in the future, I can tell. Oh, yes. Explain your cantrip you have. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to say that, you know, uh, Sherman, like, ignited this spark of, oh, I can use my words as weapons. (laughs) (laughs) He's been so like, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But those those freaking boggles, man, those uh, those lit the fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally. They they talked back to it. That was so great. fireball came whizzing at my face yeah <laughs> timothy's ready to throw down now uh yeah vicious mockery it does a little bit less than what your daggers would do if you you know but 
you get that added effect of yeah i didn't i actually did not know that about vicious mogger i didn't know that the that it provides disadvantage on the next attack roll I love that. That's very cool. <laughs> Vicious mockery hurts just slightly less than a dagger. <laughs> Words are sharp. Yes. You cut <laughs> deep to the base. Also, I, hey, you know what? I mean, from a from a D&D meta standpoint, um, Vicious Mockery does psychic damage. So oh. there's a lot of great situations where something's uh, resistant to, you know, weapons yeah. or or fire damage or whatever you guys are flinging them or force damage, you know, if some if if oh god forbid I, I set you guys up against an enemy that can freaking just bat away elderly blasts, yeah. then you guys are all fucked, if they're, you know. If they're immune to farts, uh, we're doomed. <laughs> uh, then Timothy will have to step in and be like cut with words. All right. We're going to have to go to words with this <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what if oh i'm just imagining timothy getting in do you guys remember that show yo mama with no. wilmer valderrama hosting mm. like uh it was like a rap battle but with yo mama jokes oh my god wow <laughs> just that's instead incredible of, you know you know how every everything always has like that like that fight pit but what if instead Timothy gets thrown into like an insult comic pit where he has to fight <laughs> other people using only his words? That would be that would be good. Something. Yes. Oh man, an Eminem moment for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Open rock battle uh, well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that session, and we'll have to see what happens on the story arc yes. the next time we get together. So chock full of lore, but no questions allowed. So rude, Aaron. Yeah, very rude. There's a bird back there in the corner. Hey, hey, Timothy, you want to get over here and, and wrap this up for us? Oh, yes, absolutely. Good thing that I am going to pre-record this outro and come up with something far more catchy than what I've got right now. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of editing. Thank you so much for listening to our Song of Rest. If you like the adventures your ears just went on, feel free to listen in on our other adventures from any plane of existence or seeing stone you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, safe journeys, travelers. What's up, BB Army? Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. If you can't get enough of Break, Battle, and Roll, be sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll, or swing by and like the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page, where you can mingle with us and other members of the BB Army in between episodes. If you want to keep up with our cast, you can find Chad Stafford on his Instagram and Twitter at It's Chit Chad, as well as his YouTube pages, Chit Chad and Chit Chad Plays. Aaron Rollins on Twitter is at A-A-R-K-U-M-A, that's Arkuma. Janelle Wilkie on Instagram at Janelle.Wilkie, that's J-A-N-E-L-L-E dot W-I-L-K-E. And me, Dustin. 
Catch me on twitch.tv slash the final destination, Instagram and TikTok as at the underscore final underscore destination, and on Twitter at FINL destination, because Twitter likes short names. We'd like to give a special thank you to our musicians, Ben Holland, for creating our absolutely shredding theme song. You can find Ben on SoundCloud and Rory O'Neill for his phenomenal background compositions. You can find Rory as at Trench Roar Fair on Twitter. Gotta love that pun. We'd also like to give a shout out to what we would call our sister podcast, the Roaring D20s podcast. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at RD20s podcast. That's RD, the number two, the number zero, S podcast. Lastly, if you want to support the show, the best way you can help us right now is to spread the word. Do you have a friend who likes D&D or is way into podcasts? Send them our way. On top of that, the great Googly Moogly has told us that ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts will help share our adventures with more listeners. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Now, where was that delicious fish smell coming from? Uh Uh-oh. Later, BB Army. I've got to get Sherman before he gets into Flowerkraut's mortar and pestle bag again. We will see you all in the next episode.